The Prulith Culinary Institute prides itself on the high standards of our pastry course and the skills that our students ultimately master. In this episode, we are exploring what it means to be a pastry chef. And joining me to discuss the sweet side of the kitchen is Nicola Ekstien, a pastry chef, but also our group executive chef, and Marshal Marie, our restaurant chef and also lecturer. Welcome, Nicola and Marshal. Thank you, Adele. Thank you. Nicola, starting with you, you trained as a chef and worked in industry for a few years. Before you returned back to the books, you signed up for the then Prelith Chefs Academy patisserie course. Why did you decide to specialize in patisserie? Well, Adele, I was currently working in the States at that stage um, of my career and I was mainly in hot kitchen. And on the quiet days, we used to always have a look and see what the pastry chef, there was a wonderful French pastry chef that worked at the restaurant. And he was always busy doing something and creating these beautiful things in his quiet corner in pastry. So on the quiet days when there was not much to do, I mustered up the challenge one day to go and ask him, so chef, what's happening here in this quiet corner? I think my eyes just opened to this wonderful world of precision and I think I fell in love with with sugar and with pastry and the things that he was actually creating because he was always busy and um, never said much, um, which is quite strange. Um, But he used to make these fantastic, delicate, beautiful little macaroons. And I think I was just hooked. And when I came back from the States, I actually looked up Prelith Chef's Academy. And um, yeah, like I said, the rest is history. Um, It's sugary sweet history. That's how I fell in love with pastry. Marshal, you also studied as a chef first. You did some practical in industry. You actually did the Grand Diploma at Prelith Chefs Academy in those years. And then you also returned to study patisserie. What was it that lured you to the sweet side of the kitchen? We had a chef there. His name was Chef Leon. He had the most amazing knowledge about how bread works, how flour works, how sugar works, how chocolate works and he was the first person who actually showed me how to make a simple rocher so that is when you scoop ice cream with a spoon mm-hmm. so it sounds much easier than it looks I must say um, but that's actually where I started to get my passion for pastry so I was never the best hot kitchen chef as they would because I actually like acorns. <laughs> so in our pastry kitchen, we've got two full blast acorns, which is amazing. I call them um, Frank and Sally. Frank and Sally, yeah, <laughs> it's very important the acorns in the in the environment. But that's quite something interesting that you that you're mentioning, Marshall. What is the difference between hot kitchen and pastry? So in hot kitchen, most of the prep is slow and steady, and for service they they graft. Then it's all full blast, and in pastry. It's a hurry up and wait situation. That's where we come in early, we make our breads, we start making our ice cream so they can freeze, our bread starts proving. So it's a lot of prep to do in the morning. And then on service, it's a little bit more easier, flow going, slow going. And cool. And cool, much cooler. (laughs) In hot kitchen, there's flames, there's hot passes, there's burning, there's... Adrenaline and action. Adrenaline, yes. So our adrenaline is in the morning to wake us up and then... At night is our precision. That's where we do all the finicky plating work and all the little leaves and mints and those types of things. The beautiful things, the exclamation mark at the end of the dinner. But what does it mean to be a pastry chef, Nicola? What do you do in the kitchen? Is it just dessert? 
No, absolutely not. Dessert is is, is a big part of it as, as being a pastry chef, but we are also responsible for everything that happens before the time. So like Michelle said, baking the breads for the day, checking up, um, you know, what's the free undies going to be for the evening, um, making sure your mise en place is checked, liaising with other sections also in the kitchen because it's not just pastry that needs to look after themselves. Is there something on their menu um, that needs to be prepared by the skilled hands of a pastry chef? Puff pastry is the one thing that everybody always wants us to make because it's quite technical. So it's very much part of the day of a pastry chef to be quite involved with a lot of the other departments as well, especially for things if there's functions or if we have events. We are the guys that generally also assist a lot of the other sections with some of their mise en place and preparation. But yes, definitely sweet things is a big big part of our day but yeah there's a lot more other things that happens behind the scenes ordering checking of ingredients especially pastry ingredients which are quite specialized or quite specific so to make sure that everything is is well organized also and the pastry team is quite integral in that as well what you've mentioned quite a quite a few different things that are happening but what are the most important skills that you believe a pastry chef should master definitely patience that's one of the big things that you will learn in a pastry kitchen if you don't have that already it was like Marcel said, a lot of the times things happen slow or they happen fast and you can't rush certain pastry things. Uh, there's specific recipes, specific techniques that you have to execute. So patience is one of the ones. And at the same time, attention to detail is also something that you have to focus upon as a pastry chef. Because a lot of our things are very precise and also very specific to the item that you're making, the way that it needs to be finished, the way that it needs to be glazed or garnished. So attention to detail is also something that is quite important when it comes to, to being a pastry chef. And you, you need to be able to work long, hard hours because we are the guys that arrive early and we leave late. In terms of the more technical skills, Marshall, is there a technique in the pastry kitchen that you think is, you know, is, is, is piping more important, is shaping bread more important? Is there anything that you think that if you've mastered that pastry technique that you are well on your way to being a good pastry chef? I would say it's basically your temperatures. You need to know your temperatures. If you temper chocolate incorrectly, it's not going to work. It's going to melt on you. It's going to bloom. It's just... It's not going to work. But your, I, f I would say your temperatures is the most important part of being a pastry chef and basically your piping as well. Well, actually everything in pastry is very important, but I, f I would say piping and your temperatures is the most important. And knowing your ingredients, knowledge, product knowledge is also very important. I'm just thinking now that Marshall is mentioning temperatures and all of a sudden he's talking about chocolate, but I'm thinking bread proofs at a specific temperature, you know, and different, you know, ice cream sets at a specific temperature. You have to bake different products at a, at a different temperature. So, yeah, it, it, it does seem to rule the pastry kitchen. So when someone is considering pastry as a career to become a pastry chef, is there any particular skills or character traits that they should have? I think they should absolutely love sugar. I think you, you can't be a pastry chef if you, if you do not have some form of a relationship with sugar. Also, definitely you need to be aware of the way that, that kitchens are operating in a, in a pastry kitchen. You need to be a little bit more resilient, I think, because things do go wrong. Um, you need to be able to think 
on your feet and be adaptable. It's a very creative space as well. But, you know, we say that we have strong discipline at the same time. And I think that is where our two worlds kind of come together when it comes to discipline and creativity, because that in the pastry kitchen is sometimes very difficult to manage and get quite right. The mastering of the arts and the army at the same time. Absolutely. (laughs) And sugar is one of those that teaches you that very quickly. Marshall, you completed the the Pre-Leith Patisserie course several years ago, but from a patisserie alumnus that's been, what has been the most difficult part of the Pre-Leith Pastry course for you? I would say the amount of knowledge that you get in those six months that you study with the pastry. It's amazing how much you can learn in six months, but all of that knowledge comes into your final buffet, which we have in the end of our learning studying. Um, And just to see how you take that knowledge and put it into a practical environment and what you can create by just knowing how sugar works, how chocolate works, how your flour reacts in the oven, how your just so. Yeah, I think the knowledge is something it's interesting that you mentioned that because it's quite often that we think I'm going to study as a chef, I'm going to work with my hands. And the amount of knowledge that is required, I think, to understand this, and Marshall, you also mentioned ingredient knowledge earlier on. I think that is starting to play a far greater role. But sticking to the exams, Nicola, we have heard before that our exams are particularly difficult at pre-Leith. How do you defend the pre-Leith exams? And as someone that's also been through them and now preparing students to also pass those exams, what is your response to the remark that the pre-leaf pastry exam is too difficult? Well, it is quite difficult. It's quite challenging. But um, I think the way that our course is also structured, I mean, if you're in the kitchen for your first shift, of course, an eight-hour buffet exam, it seems very daunting, seems almost impossible to achieve. But I think the way that our, our, our course is structured, as well as our subjects that we covered, along with the amount of practicals that we actually do with the students, we are literally guiding them through the whole process. And towards the end of the course, everybody sees that this is doable. You know, we it is quite intensive. We do a lot of practicals. We spend a lot of time focusing as well on theory um, as well as the practical. And, and alongside this and the knowledge of the lecturers that also delivers the course, we do have that very difficult job of getting our students to achieve the exam at the end of the day. But it's definitely doable. Absolutely. The way that we work with the students, the way that we guide them, teach them. And you also see the student evolve during the course as well and how they build on their strengths. And that is definitely something that also makes this exam definitely doable. So it looks difficult in the beginning, but it actually is a natural progression oh, yes. by the end of it. Oh, yes. I mean, the day, the first time I got my exam brief and I was already a qualified chef, it's a bit daunting having to hear that. But like I said, with the proper skills, the proper knowledge, and like you said, it is a process. You learn, you evolve, and gathering the knowledge and the skills makes it so much easier to work towards your final exam. Marshall, what does it feel like at the end of that exam when you've done it? I must say you're quite drained. Your feet are burning. You're hungry. Your stomach's growling. Your clothes basically it's just full of flour and it's just amazing but your when you look at your end product your table you can actually see what you did for six months all comes together into one plate basically so it's quite an amazing feeling yes if i can just add on to it yes it's quite like he explains it's quite an intense day but that 
feeling of accomplishment at the end of it and feeling proud when you look at your work and and look over the whole process of what you've created is fantastic it's so satisfying to see and give yourself a little pat on the back at the end of that eight hours you deserved it because it's hard work it's hard work being a pastry chef but that's why i say you need to love it because it's ultimately what's going to drive you and push you to succeed so much better in everything that you do You've referred to the course and the course structure quite a bit, Nicola. One of the highlights on our pastry calendar is always our annual visit by Valrona, the exquisite French chocolatiers. What has been the benefit of our partnership with Valrona and Wild Peacock, who is the importer in South Africa? I think that we have grown in leaps and bounds in our chocolate delivery of our course being exposed to a wonderful world-class product number one has also made it a lot easier for our students to work with the products we also get a lot of support from Valrona technical support for the chefs also a lot more product knowledge information which helps us also on a delivery point to make sure that we are getting the message through to the student with when it comes to specific product like Valrona and of course we're very fortunate enough to also be able to go and attend training courses I was lucky enough to go um, in 2018 to attend a plate of dessert course and that was eye-opening Valrona is such a great quality product as well that really exposes our students to to a world of chocolate a world of possibilities and how can you say no to to the best chocolate in the world so yes there's definitely been a lot of benefits we also find that during our chocolate week when we exclusively do anything and everything chocolate related the students come alive when they see new things, when they are exposed to a new product. And yes, you're either a full-blown chocoholic at the end of that week, or we slightly broken you in the sense of chocolate that you've had enough. Um, <laughs> but Chocolate Week and, and working with Valrona products certainly is, is a great attribute. Um, and it also sets up the student for going out into industry because a lot more places also worldwide are working with this type of chocolates and it just sets them up for better production and product knowledge going out into industry. Uh, I just want to add to that. So Valrona also keeps on the trend. So like three years ago, they brought molecular gastronomy to our academy. And then two years ago, they brought glazing. So mirror glazers, mousses, glazers. Absolutely fantastic. As someone that's not so much interested in the techniques, but more interested in eating it, I also think one of the greatest benefits is that a quality product like Valrona really is the difference between a good and a great chocolate dessert. Oh, yes, absolutely. You cannot, you cannot sacrifice quality for product the best working with the best product that you can will ultimately lead to to the better product and and there's no use things just looking pretty but they must taste nice too as well indeed nicola i want to jump back a little bit to the course that you mentioned that you attended Uh, so you went off to paris where of course the best place would be to study french chocolate and you attended a the plate of dessert course with volrona what was your biggest takeaway from that course what opened your eyes the absolute sense of creativity and the fact that they knew their product so well that they were able to manipulate it into the most stunning desserts ever not just from an aesthetic appeal but also from the way that it tasted the the desserts were so composed they were intricate they were well thought out 
Um, and that was really something that I took away and, and wanted to implement at the Institute as well, is to bring our and elevate our plated desserts to, to the next level. And really just to see how the chefs enjoy what they do. The one dessert that Chef Francois Dubinet did was a moment in vanilla. And just simply showcasing vanilla in various ways just was eye-opening. So, so that was fantastic to see the absolute creativity and the love for the product um, because the chefs at Volrona do know their stuff. Um, and that's why I'm so fortunate when they come to us because we get to learn right there alongside them, which was great. You've mentioned the words precision and now you've also mentioned creativity. And cooking shows and baking recipes will often refer to the precision that is required in baking and that a recipe needs to be followed with greater care than, for example, if you're making a hot kitchen dish like pasta. Is pastry then very creative or is it more cooked by numbers? I think it's it's a little bit of both. Unfortunately, in, in pastry, and I say unfortunately, a lot of the times if you do not follow the recipe, things can go wrong. And it's very difficult to fix it in an instant. A recipe is written in a specific way with a specific amount of ingredients because they all form part of a bigger aggregate. There's a lot of science behind it at the end of the day as well. You need to understand what happens to flour, what happens to eggs, um, you know, when heat is applied. So there is very much that accuracy point of view that is important, but you know, the, the more comfortable you get also with your technique, the technique certainly helps to execute the product at the end of the day. But yeah, I guess it is a little bit of both. Um, you need that precision, of course, to make sure that the cake ends up tasting and looking the way that it should. But it really is a bit of both, I would say. So a recipe is not really set in stone. So you can infuse cream with a rosemary like we infuse rosemary into our SBC, so our salted butter caramels, which taste amazing. Um, I almost said bombing. but <laughs> I have to just chip in here and say that actually your rooibos ones are my favorite. The rooibos ones are great. I think Chef Marcel is a bit of a salted butter caramel fundi. Yeah. He makes very good salted butter caramels. We also made this new one as the caramel popcorn one with sorghum popcorn. That one was also a, a hit out of the park. But anyway, let's, uh, so basically what I wanted to say is you can change your recipe as long as you know what you're doing. So if you have the fury in your brain, correct, you can replace your sugar with glucose or you can replace your cream with coconut cream. So a recipe is not set in stone. You can still experiment with it. But it's very important it's to very make important. sure that you understand how those changes happen. And I think that's also where, where pastry becomes a little bit more intricate. Um, and that's why that product knowledge and also the understanding of the theory behind a lot of these technical procedures um, are quite important as well. So you need to know the rules before you can break them. Absolutely. And Chef Marcel's a rule breaker. Is he a rule? <laughs> he is. Because actually, my next question is exactly about your creative process. Because, Michelle, you are known for coming up with interesting concepts and then actually turning them into successful desserts. What is your creative process? How does an idea make it onto the menu? I actually think of food 24-7. So when I go to bed, I think of food. When I'm in the shower, I think of food. When I make food, I think of food. So we went fishing and we made s'mores. So my brother actually made me a s'more with bar one chocolate, I think. So and then I sat there and I thought, okay, let's taste this. And I tasted the smokiness of the marshmallow and the flour and the, and the biscuit. And 
So we decided to make a dessert, which we called a s'more. So we had smoked cremeau. We actually made marshmallow ice cream on the plate as well. We brought some molecular stromni into the dessert as well with some chocolate spheres. So in short story sweet, the way to create the dessert is to think about how your product's going to work and to cook with your heart and your emotions. Absolutely. And I think that also is part of it is to think outside the box when it comes to dessert. Everybody's always used to a specific thing and and taking away from a personal experience or just like Chef Marcel says, he was sitting next to the fire. I think that's also part of the creative process is how can you look at this thing and how can you change it to be better? I sometimes find that when I think of a new dessert, I'd look for inspiration. I'd look at photos, things I like, things I don't like. And then I'd just quietly sit and think, okay, so if this was my plate, how would I change it? How would I change the color? How would I change the flavor? And then ultimately it becomes a bit of trial and error, so to speak. You know, you go back to the recipe books, you go and research, you practice, you test a recipe. And then at the end of the day, sometimes it's an amalgamation of, of many chefs working together. Um, I know that I sometimes come with crazy ideas to Chef Marcel of, of desserts and I give him a challenge and, and he'll come back with something fantastic on the plate. So I think everybody's creative process is a bit different, but I think also with years of experience and kind of like knowledge once again, it does make the creative process so much more fun. I think what's quite important for youngsters especially to understand is that it is a process. It isn't just a, oh, yes, I'm going to make it and then it's going to go on the menu. There's testing, there's trial and error. And sometimes there are even ideas that don't work at all. And you write them off, you have a bit of a sad moment and then you get on to the new thing and you say well actually how how are we going to turn this new idea into yes, a show-stopping dessert it's exactly that you've got this idea in your mind and when you put that onto the plate and you actually sit down and eat this dessert yourself because at the end of the day you would like your your customer to enjoy the dessert and it's sometimes many many trials and many errors or a combination of of things that work so yes it's absolutely a process um you know starting off is difficult putting things together on a plate not only just from once again it looks good it should taste good you know promising and delivering on your flavors is also so much important when it comes to to designing a plate to dessert for that matter and everything in the pastry kitchen starts off with the creative process no two cakes are the same you know you start to work on the cake from the bottom up and how you're going to make it spectacular how you're going to make it different at the end of the day is also the big challenge um, what's going to set you apart as a pastry chef um, from the other pastry chef out there. I quite like what you said about flavor because that is something that I have found before as well as you having your dinner in this upmarket restaurant and a dessert arrives and it looks really impressive. Like the presentation is fantastic. And then you take the first bite and you have this letdown. You just go, oh, the presentation was amazing, but the flavor is just nice. And I think what is something that we do very well, and I can say this because I often mark the pastry tests, mark the pastry exams, so I'm on the tasting end of it, is that we're very good at delivering not only that focus on creativity and presentation, but to deliver in the flavor. The cakes that you're mentioning, Nicola, they are so complex and there's so many different layers in, but each layer needs to play a role. It needs to balance it. It's almost like having that plate to dessert in one bite where you've got all of the different textures. And I think that's the one thing that I love about our course and that our chefs are very good at is teaching students that importance of the flavor and finishing the product. 
Absolutely. Um, and we also focus on that in our 